from the team at CTS, this is the Time Crunch Cyclist Podcast, our show dedicated to answering your training questions and providing actionable advice to help you improve your performance, even if you're strapped for time. I'm your host, Coach Adam Pulford, and I'm one of the over 50 professional coaches who make up the team at CTS. In each episode, I draw on our team's collective knowledge, other coaches, and experts in the field to provide you with the practical ways to get the most out of your training and ultimately become the best cyclist that you can be. Now, on to our show. Welcome back, Time Crunched fans. I'm your host, Coach Adam Pulford. Today, I'll be answering more questions from you, our audience. If you've been listening for a while, you know how that works. You can go ahead and submit a question over to us at CTS by going to trainright.com backslash podcast, click on the ask a training question, and we'll answer that on a future episode. And that's what we're doing today. Um, if this is your first time joining us, welcome. The Time Crunch Cyclist podcast is all about giving you actionable training information so you can apply it to your own training right away. And we do it in a concise way. So let's start answering your questions now. Question number one, and this is, um, this is kind of a throwback to one of our first questions. And, um, I went down the rabbit hole actually on answering this and we decided to uh, clean it up and tighten it up a little bit more. So it's a, it's a really fun question. I want to circle back and made sure that I did answer it, uh, but did it in a, um, executable way like we talked about. So here, here is the question time in zone or duration of interval during base or build, which is better than the other. Obviously, as someone gets closer to a race, the intervals need to be more race specific, but during base and build, is it better to do hard intervals such as four by eight or six by five minutes or three by 20 minutes as 30 thirties or mix it up in a given week? If someone can accumulate more total time and more intensity doing the workout as 30 thirties versus four by eight and able to recover more quickly, does that mean that the 30 thirties would be quote better? And that's coming from Todd. So, um, yeah, Todd, a uh, short answer is, I don't think there is a short answer, <laughs> but if I were to like, just think about how I'm going to answer this. The first thing is that it's all relative to what you're trying to accomplish with these intervals. If you define that, I think you'll be able to decide which method is going to be better and when they'll be better. So on one hand, if you're going just for fitness, I'd say structure however you want and what motivates you most, and that's going to be fine. But if you're going for specific performance, it's better to do steady stuff first and then do the more on off stuff. <laughs> the intervals is what we're talking about. That's the stuff. Do the more on off intervals later in the season, especially if your goal event has, you know, bigger anaerobic efforts to it, um, draft kind of legal stuff going on. If you're ITU or, um, uh, triathlete like that, criteriums, road racing, a lot of cycling that has those on off anaerobic, um, efforts going on. Ironman distant races or really long ultra stuff, I'd probably just reverse it. Um, but that's, that's how I start thinking about how to answer this question. So let's get into it here and I'll, I'll be 
concise and, and I won't drag this out, but it's really important uh, again to ask what you're trying to achieve when you're giving yourself intervals. And this is, this is exactly how I think when I'm writing a training program for one of my athletes, what am I trying to achieve? So first let's just use some of your examples. You say six by five minute, and let's just assume that they're steady hard. Um, and you're, you're going to do that. That is way different than a three by 20 minute as 30 thirties. The reason for that is if you, if you're doing six by five minutes and let's just assume it's, it's hard threshold and above probably something like, um, somewhere in between threshold and VO two, um, that's in your, and that's still 30 minutes of total work time, six by five versus the on off nature. Okay. We're not just talking about pure time and zone here because humans, we're not, we're not robotic. And just because you accumulate that time and zone with 30 seconds on and 30 seconds off, the interval is still 20 minutes long. And so from a cardio respiratory sort of (laughs) effect, or just a, a pure heart rate effect and how you're breathing, that 20 minutes is much longer. Most athletes won't be able to sustain really hard supra threshold or above threshold and or whatever that intensity you want to call it, just call it hard. They're not going to be able to sustain that for 20 minutes, especially like three by 20 minutes. So that sort of workout becomes more of a threshold effect sort of workout versus a six by five. That could be, that could be a really hard VO two workout. That could be what we call like short climbing repeats, something that is over threshold um, and influencing VO2 max quite a bit and more anaerobic in nature. So if if you're just thinking about time and zone, and if it is squiggly, okay, that's what I call like group rides. That's what I call on off intervals versus steady, which is just, you know, that long, steady, even pacing, let's call it that for 20 minute, 30 minute, 60 minute intervals, stuff like that. It's, it's quite different how the body racks and stacks that stress. When it's squiggly, it's more anaerobic. You generally have higher leg speed and you're accumulating more lactate. If you drag that out over long periods of time, it's more of a threshold workout. If you shorten these things down, go super hard, it becomes essentially more of a VO2 sort of workout. So now with that six by five minute, back to that example, six by five minute, you know, if, if you're trying to do like a VO two, but you want on off specificity here, here's where something like Tabata intervals are, are coming into to play. And I, and I should just say this too, when people are saying 30 thirties, what that means is 30 seconds on 30 seconds off. And you repeat it for the specific duration. So when Todd was talking about 20 minutes as 30 thirties, that that's what we're talking about. Okay. So let's swing back to the six by five minute example, if you want to do those super hard, but you want on off sort of effect, um, something like Tabata intervals, which are 40 seconds on 20 seconds off and five or six cycles of that, that's going to be like a hard six minute interval. And that's going to elicit the VO two response again. And, but that's on off or doing it in a squiggly manner. So just in a quick, like summary of those two examples, Todd, that you, that you gave and for our audience listening, the shorter you go, typically you want the intervals to be harder, 
or more intense, the longer you go, even if you're, even if you are pretty well trained, I mean, you, you will just start pacing those things out. So you'll have more of a threshold effect. So I really want to like, I'm, I'm saying that quite a few times. I want that to settle in and have you understand that. Um, cause the longer you go, I mean, that's the physiological nature of this stuff. Um, you just have to pace down a little bit easier. So, uh, just think about what you're trying to achieve when you're selecting each of those intervals and that will help you decide where to put them and when. So now I'll say this with, I'd say on a very like consistent and general basis for those that have performance driven goals, it's better to do base work that is more steady in nature and then progressively lengthening time and zone, uh, for aerobic and sub threshold efforts then build in, like I said before, you can start to incorporate and build in the on-off intervals as you get further uh, and more specific to the race demands. Now, sometimes, and I said this before, if you're just kind of focused on fitness, weekend warrior type, that kind of thing, it doesn't matter as much. Research has proven that both steady hard and on-off hard intervals improve performance. Some of this latest research, and I'll include this on our show notes, um, says that, uh, you know, whether it is squiggly or steady, you know, if you have not maximized your genetic potential, meaning you're not an elite athlete, uh, you'll improve if you do both. Okay. So as long as you're not specific on when you need that really high end performance, or you just want some fitness and you want to change it up, kind of throw it in whenever in the base and build season. Um, it could be a very good way to incorporate some of these on-off intervals if you're on Swift, if you're inside quite a bit, and you just want to change it up, okay? A great time-crunched workout is doing something like, you know, that <laughs> four by eight minutes as 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. Go pretty hard, perceived effort of eight or nine out of 10 on the 30 seconds on, and then 30 seconds, you're still pedaling. It's not it off Typically, when I'm prescribing these anyway, off is not recovery. I like to do endurance, keep the legs spinning, a little high leg speed, and then I take a recovery period for about four or five minutes if I'm doing these. So four by eight minutes is 30 on, 30 off with five-minute recovery in between. That's a, that's a solid workout that you can do as a time-crunched athlete. And it starts to change up your, uh, you know, threshold and anaerobic intervals quite a bit when you're inside, just kind of like always slugging out some steady stuff. So for what it's worth, that's a pretty good workout to try. If, if you want to try this again, doesn't matter kind of when you do it. Um, cause it will give you some really good results when you're doing these though, they, they are really intense. So I wouldn't do them daily at all. I'd suggest probably twice per week and the rest of your riding should be mostly endurance. And then if you do a group ride on the weekend, that would be your third hard day. I wouldn't do much more than that. So final word on this on off or squiggly workouts, as I've been referring to them, uh, they're pretty intense for that on portion. And so during the whole episode that we've talked about here, um, you know, I'm just thinking right now, I should probably do just a whole episode on how to structure some of these on-off uh, intervals. I give you a good example, but uh, there, there's there's a little bit more um, kind of art and creativity that goes on with those. I would say even amongst our my CTS uh, colleagues, we I remember having 
lots of discussion on when to use these types of intervals, be it leg speed, via VO2 threshold, um, and that sort of thing. So just thinking about that right now, maybe, maybe I'll do that, Todd, and we'll have just a, a, a whole podcast uh, focused on how to build, when to structure those. But for right now, I want to keep it general and just kind of put it out there. Really good question. Um, so I, I hope that sets in for a lot of people makes some sense, but just know there's no hard or fast on those on off intervals. So there's no, <laughs> you know, religion of like, what is right? What is wrong? It's very, uh, creative, very kind of artistic in that way. So just, just kind of know that. And we'll put a, we'll put a pin in that one for now. Okay. Question number two. Hi, Adam. Love the podcast. Awesome. Thank you for saying that. Glad to hear it. Glad you guys are enjoying, uh, enjoying the time crunched cyclist podcast. Here's the question. I mainly train three to four times midweek on Zwift, then one group ride on the weekend. Lately, I've joined a club and the group rides hold a quick pace throughout which I'm struggling to stick with. Rides are around 70 to 90 kilometers with a mix of punchy and rolling hills. Any tips on how to structure the midweek workouts to improve my weekend performance? Thanks, Liam. Yeah, Liam, um, great question. And I would say here's, here's how I would start to gather thoughts about uh, answering that first, I would identify where your limiters are, where your strengths and where your limiters are in particular, your limiters on that group ride. For example, are you getting dropped early on in those Hills because they're so punchy? And if you are, that would be an anaerobic limiter. In my opinion, if that's not the problem, but you're getting dropped or having, let's just say your perceived effort is really high and you're almost getting dropped like later on in the ride. That would be more of a aerobic or a durability sort of limiter. And so I would think about it in those two ways to, to start to organize how to do your training. Now let's set that aside just for a second. And I'll say this as well, <laughs> no matter where you're maybe struggling in that group ride, another thing that I think a lot of time crunched athletes need to work on is bringing themselves into a group ride as fresh as possible. Because if we're time crunched, we, we can actually, the advantage is we can get a lot of hard training in day after day after day after day. And we can tolerate that because the volume isn't so high. And so it's kind of fun. You get your endorphin fix, you, you kind of like drill it, you get the good, you know, sweat and sensations. You get to hit the group ride on Zwifts or whatever it is. And you can really rack up, um, some, some good fatigue over a course of days, but then the one day that you do want to get out and, you know, rip it up with, with friends and be social, then all of a sudden you're tired. And I see that quite often. So, um, my advice is make sure that you come into that group ride fresh. And that could mean taking the full rest day. On, let's just assume your group ride is on Saturday. For example, you could take a full rest day on Friday and even, and then even go easy on Thursday or vice versa. So you essentially have a block two day block of recovery or easy rides going into that Saturday hard ride. Okay. So I, in this, if this ride is important to you, right, which it sounds like, and it's super fun and it's a focus, I would treat this as your hardest day per week and focus everything else around that. And one way to do that from a, a structured training standpoint is 
again, on, on here, I kind of have given the advice quite often of you only probably have two, maybe three hard days per week. If that group rides on Saturday and you're not riding on Sunday, because I, I think that's what you mentioned, let's just call Sunday as the rest day. We'll keep Monday as like it just an easy endurance ride, get the legs back into things. Tuesday, we'll hit it hard. Wednesday, we'll keep it easy. Thursday might be actually another day where we do keep it hard. Friday off, and then you hit the group ride on Saturday. So bring contrast to the training. You can kind of hear and feel that kind of the cadence of hard day, hard, easy day, easy, hard day, hard, easy day, easy, Saturday's hard. And that and that's you know reminiscent of polarized training modality. Hard days are hard, easy days, that kind of thing. And it's something that time crunch cyclist actually kind of preaches <laughs> as, as well as we uh, structure and organize training. So you can, you can use that cadence or that rhythm or that modality of, of uh, structured training Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday as your hard days. And if that's not working for you, or maybe you're doing that already, change the Thursday to just a, a good aerobic ride. Try and maximize it, keep it, you know, zone two endurance, maybe a little bit of zone three and just ride as long, you know, as you, as you can that day. Cause we want to keep aerobic development progressing, but stay away from intensity. And that would likely set you up for a really good Saturday. Another idea for training, uh, for some, uh, example workouts, for example, is if the anaerobic development is your limiter or like the hard punchy Hills are the, are the limiter. I suggest doing some short climbing repeats, which I kind of just mentioned the first one. And that could be something like five by four minutes or five by five minutes at 105 to 115% of FTP with four minute recovery in between. So again, short, hard hill climb sort of specific <laughs> uh, efforts. And these should feel like a nine out of 10, uh, but they're not max efforts. Okay. That, that's a, that's a pretty good distinction there. They're not max efforts and they're also not full recovery in between. So what we're trying to do is condense, condense the amount of work being done in a short amount of time and overload that glycolytic energy system. That's really specific in threshold plus training and hill climb training and really fatigue the legs in that way. So try that workout. I think it'll help quite a bit. You know, to kind of fully justify answering this question, I'd also just mention this pacing and drafting because as coaches, we automatically just want to go to workouts, right. And and get all, just like I did prescribe all these things that hopefully that will make you better. Okay. Don't get me wrong, but pacing and drafting or the kind of the art of riding your bike, that could be a huge game changer on making that, you know, sticking that group ride or not. So go back to identify what your limiters are. Are you good at getting on wheels? Are you good at finding the draft? Are you good at pacing? Are you good at reading your body throughout the workout and staying off the front when your turn comes up? Or do you hang out at the back and then you got this kind of this uh, accordion effect going on where you're just working a little too much because it's real surgy at the front. So think about how you're riding as well. And if you, and if that doesn't really resonate with you, if you don't understand what I'm talking about there, I would ask a friend, I would get some feedback on, 
you know, somebody who's been doing that group ride for quite some time and just ask them, Hey, am I being efficient here? Or, Hey, am I get you know, uh, heard about like drafting and, and getting on wheels a little bit better. And, you know, just ask somebody that's been doing that for a while and ask for a little bit of help because one, I guarantee you that somebody who does that group ride on a regular basis, they're always willing to help because it makes, makes everybody a better rider, which makes everybody train better, go faster and be more safe out on the roads. So really work on the skills of group riding, um, as a way to shore up limiters. If that is a limit. Now, if you're solid on getting on wheels, then I just, you know, goes back to training, get more fit, get more durable, increase threshold and, and away we go. Last thing I'll say is fueling. So if your limiter is later on in the ride, right? You mentioned about, you know, 90 K or so, and then kind of really punchy stuff. If all you're doing is drinking water on a day like that, you're not fueling properly. You're probably not even staying fully hydrated, even though you could be drinking. So that's where, um, sport drink comes in fueling. Like we've talked about on this podcast several times, you want to aim for you know, probably 150 to 250 calories per hour, depending on where you're at on your nutrition journey and 20 to 40 fluid ounces per hour, depending on the, the environment. Okay. Those are general broad, uh, starting points for most people and the calories that you're consuming should come from primarily carbohydrate. And so from a fueling standpoint, if you fuel really well, it can actually, uh, shore up some of your limiters if it is aerobic or anaerobic or the skill of drafting and pacing. So all these things come into play when it comes to having your best day during the group ride. So Liam, I, I hope that helps kind of, uh, shore up your, and answer your question there. It's a really cool question. I love group rides personally. So, uh, I'm glad you do. And I'm glad you're asking good questions on how to improve. All right. So in summary today, when we talk about on off versus steady interval workouts, it really just depends on what you're trying to achieve when you place them, whether it's in base or build, I, I would generally advise doing the steady sub threshold efforts and progress time and zone throughout then do on off or squiggly intervals later on uh, as you get more specific toward the race. Additionally, group rides, they're tricky, but they're super fun. And once, once you get that fitness and the feel for them, if you, if they are challenging you in that way, like all the stuff that we talked about, just be sure that you can control what you can control leading into the race. Typically that means arrive or not the group ride. Sorry. Sometimes it is like the race. It's a weekend world championships, right? Uh, but you want to arrive as fresh as possible. You want to fuel properly and you want to be smart by using good skills of drafting and pacing throughout in the training preparation, identify what's holding you back, whether it's aerobic or anaerobic. And then first work on these limiters and work on them right now, because if all you're doing is kind of training for the group ride, well, you can do that right now. There it doesn't have to be a well thought out periodization. It's just a week to week, uh, build of getting better every time. And then every, you know, every three, four weeks, give yourself a nice little recovery block of five days and, uh, you should be good. Should be on track to keep on improving. So Liam Todd, hope that answers your questions. Don't forget to check out the links and research on some of the stuff when I was talking about with the on-off intervals versus steady. And that is it for today's show, folks. 
Hope you're enjoying the Time Crunched Cyclist Podcast. If you are, go ahead and share it with your friends and your training partners. And if you got a, a an itching question, go ahead and he- head on over to trainright.com backslash podcast and ask us a question there. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on the Time Crunch Cyclist Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you want even more actionable training advice, head over to trainright.com backslash newsletter and subscribe to our free weekly publication. Each week, you'll get in-depth training content that goes beyond what we cover here on the podcast that'll help you take your training to the next level. That's all for now. Until next time, train hard, train smart, train right.